Hello. Welcome. Just want to check in and make sure you can hear me. Make sure all of this works. I'm back at home in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, ready for another episode of Trigger Proof Transmission. These ideas that come to my mind after client calls helping people with stress-related problems, chronic issues, uh, relationship issues. Usually we find the, the root cause is the same and uh, this came to me and I wanted to share with you this especially if you're new based on the chronic uh, illness like Lyme disease summit. Let me know if you're brand new, where you're from, uh, where you're tuning in from and if you're watching on replay give me a hashtag replay and give me your biggest takeaway I just want to know why do I ask for that well it's kinda lonely looking into a camera it's a little different than when I'm out there speaking in public and like I keep saying I prefer public talks because it feels more like a conversation I'm able to say something and see how it landed so if something lands on you write down this totally resonates. Amen. I'm going to ask you that throughout this because one of the um, commitments I have is that if you actually, my transmissions aren't just a show, like on Netflix you sit back and watch with popcorn, I'm going to ask you questions that's going to actually help you engage with what I'm saying all for the purpose of healing. That's all I care about and I'm about to share something that might trigger you uh, I've had a lot of experience in this conversation over the last 20 years of being a chiropractor noticing patterns of patients coming in with stress related problems with chronic issues and I'm going to share this blind spot of many people with these illnesses uh, that either they don't acknowledge either they don't want to acknowledge either they get extremely upset and triggered when I say it uh, they turn around and tell me to screw off and they get all upset and um, my certainty about this exceeds anyone's doubt and if you can talk to other practitioners who are in my situation medical doctors uh, chiropractors people who take care of other people for a living and see patterns in patients with chronic issues I want to give you the goods today tonight so that you can actually have some sort of a say in your experience so that you can grab the steering wheel and have the power again okay um, not getting this right has you constantly going from one doctor to another looking for this hero and I keep talking about this in the work that I do and it's a big part of the work that I teach in my overview method which is a tool to help you dissolve resentment why do I do that? Well, I discovered that resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. So when patients are coming in to see me with chronic aches and pains, I would notice the ones that were holding on to resentment didn't get better. That's the first thing I wanted to tell you. The ones who are holding on to resentment, if you think about it, even if it's resentment towards, especially if it's resentment towards yourself, if you're holding on to that resentment, feel that energy of holding on to resentment your muscles start to tighten up your nervous system becomes dysregulated into the fight-or-flight or a freeze there's pain in your body so you dissociate you check out you sedate yourself you numb yourself and I started just noticing these patterns and I wanted to share it with you 
so that you can actually come across and have to be the author of your own healing. So before I begin, uh, I'd love to, you know, let me know where you're signing in from, uh, where you're tuning in from, and if you've been dealing with a chronic problem, just let me know. Now, here it is. Are you ready? I'm kind of nervous about sharing. I got to be honest, I'm kind of nervous about sharing it. <laughs> I care about what people think a lot, especially people that I'm wanting to help. I left the chiropractic full-time profession because I wanted to get into coaching. I started seeing patterns in people who were coming in with problems and they would just sit down and they freaking love telling their 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 story. They love, oh, I have had this and then I went to this doctor and that and they have all of these lists of medications they come in with and this booklet of doctor stuff and as soon as I started seeing that I would notice a pattern. I'd be like, oh gosh, here's the problem. This person <clears throat> has now identified with their issue. Let me say that again. This person has now identified themselves with an issue. See, whenever we're feeling like shit, we go to doctors and we just want to know. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Thanks for the permission. I asked for permission first, and you're in my community. So the reason why this is growing is because you got to understand I'm coming from a place of love, even though I might come down a little bit of tough love sometimes, but it is from a place of love. But here's where it is. Patients would come in and they would freaking love telling their stories and they identified with the story. And when I would see that, I'm like, uh-oh, immediately my spider senses are tingling. I'm like, this person's in trouble and I'm not going to be able to help them. I can almost like sense it. My intuition has gotten really good after 20 years. I can feel it. I can, I can listen to your language. I even on your text messages, on your, um, on your personal messages, DMs, I can actually tell if someone's going to do well and someone isn't by the language you use. That's how intuitive I've, be, I've become and I've been able to correlate this. And anyone who's been working in healthcare can actually vouch that this is 100% true. If you're a healthcare worker, let me know if you can vouch that if this is true, if you've noticed this pattern. And if you've been only a practitioner for a year or two, you probably won't see it. But if you've been doing it for 15 to 20 years, you've put in your 10,000, 20,000 hours like I have. Take it for what it's worth, okay? A practitioner who basically, after I saw this again and again, I would see patients really locked into their story, their drama about their issue, loving to tell their story. I've even had a few of you in your in, from the Lyme message me, Lyme disease thing. Can I tell you my story? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> no, you can't, because I know that there's a chance that you're actually addicted to your story. And the addiction to your story is what's contributing to the problem. Your deep freaking high you get when you tell it is part of the problem. I'm explain to you why. <clears throat> In order to heal, we must feel, number one, worthy and deserving of it. I'm going to cut circle back around that. We must feel worthy and deserving of it. I'll put that in because I'm going to circle back at that. Seeing thousands of patients, being in science, understanding neuroscience, I've really balanced out the, the woo with the neuroscience. And here's the thing. 
in order for me to heal from anything, I must first believe in my heart of hearts that I'm worthy and deserving of it. That's the first thing that I wanted to say. That's kind of like the hidden, one of the, the, um, one of the blind spots. I really want you to understand. Please write that down. In order for me to heal, I must first feel worthy and deserving of it. That's the first, first thing that I really want you to get. Okay? Now, when patients would come in with these chronic issues, they would come in just talking about their symptoms and oh, and then they would get into this drama of it. That's why when you, you guys have messaged me saying, can I tell you my story? Can I email you my story? Can we get on a call so I can tell you my story? I've had to really put strict boundaries around my energy because when you are in an environment where you're consistently telling your story again and again to everyone that you see, you get a hit of dopamine because in that moment you might feel seen and heard, which is an experience you might not have had as a child, feeling seen and heard and really like seen, honored and cared for, right? And in those cases, if you've had a childhood where you never really felt seen and heard, and you are constantly taking care of others to the point where the only time you have ever felt cared for at all is when you got sick, you now unconsciously through no fault of your own, by the way, FYI, please understand people, I've had people walk out of the room while I'm speaking. They're like, are you blaming the victim? Da -da -da. I'm not blaming you through no, please get this, through no fault of your own, based on the family system, the family dynamic, the intergenerational trauma. If you had parents that were not well emotionally, they had addictions, they were in an environment, a family environment, where there was a lot of conflict, where you yourself didn't feel safe, didn't feel seen, didn't feel heard, you will unconsciously create, well, excuse me, except when you had a sickness, an illness, your parents woke up from their drama and was like, oh my God, honey, are you okay? And in those moments, it was the only time where you actually felt seen, where you felt heard, where you felt loved. Unconsciously, you have now made an association where illness equates to love. Tell me if this resonates with you. See, if I was in a room with you and there's several people listening, watching, I'd be able to watch your faces and I'd be able to see you get either pissed off at me, <laughs> like, fuck you, how dare you tell me and blame me, or, oh my God, yes, keep talking. Like, I, this is what I get. I, it's weird. I usually get, I usually get one or the other. <laughs> I get... Do, like I've had in, in emails, two emails the same day saying, you piece of shit, how dare you, whatever. And then others like, oh my God, Eureka, it was difficult to hear, but it's exactly what I needed. And I'm ready to actually take responsibility. Please understand, I'm not saying fault because you had no idea you did this. As a young child, if the only time that you ever felt seen and heard and cared for was when you got sick, you have an uncon you've now unconsciously perhaps 
which I've noticed. I would watch the dynamics of my patients again and again, and I would see there's an unconscious strategy, unconscious motive for you to be sick. And now you've now made that association. Sickness equals love. Sickness, love. Sickness, care. Sickness, being seen. Sickness, I have an excuse to say no. Sickness, my body shuts down so I can't just endlessly try to please and take care of others. Does this make sense? Is this resonating with you at all? If you have that connection, you will have a blind spot. And when you get older and then you get into relationships which have similar conflicting patterns, you'll notice, which is a chronic illness type of emotional pattern that we would see, is that chronic pleasing, uh, self-abandonment, self-betraying, to the point where you're in a relationship or you're in family dynamics where you feel so di dissociated, you feel so depressed, you feel so alone, you feel not seen, there will be an unconscious strategy unconsciously you'll get sick and this illness all of a sudden changes the dynamic and if you're getting support emotional support financial support in forms of love now you don't have a motive to lose that identity think about it and that's no fault of your own energetically if you were to heal what would it cost you so one of the questions I used to ask when my um, when uh, I would start realizing this I would start seeing patients and I'd be like hmm, okay can I ask you a question what's the benefit of this illness and they'd say what are you crazy there is no benefit I'm like um, look again because I could totally see structures in place that had them unconsciously receiving benefits now I'm not saying you're doing it on purpose I'm there's no way I mean of course there's a tick you know if you have Lyme disease there's a tick there's this but what I'm trying to say is our nervous systems can be quite resilient if there's a motive and if there's a why your body will find and gather resources you've seen people who live and they don't die because they're holding on because they had a purpose they're waiting for so-and-so to come so that they can say goodbye and then die there's this incredible substance of the soul that we all have this innate intelligence in our body that is connected to the mysterious universe that starts to work in better starts to become more aligned it starts to become more resourced starts to become more resilient starts to increase capacity when you have a why that's big enough and equally if you have a why to keep you stuck in that cycle you will sabotage your results because losing that identity of illness might create this dissociation of love might create responsibility so in order to heal like that and there's people who will stay stuck and they will just go off on their story and they will talk about their symptoms especially when you have post-traumatic stress what I've noticed people with fibromyalgia a lot of chronic uh, pain syndromes chronic illness syndromes post-traumatic stress disorder there was a personality type
If you've ever read Gabor Mate's work, he will tell you 100%. He's a medical doctor in this uh, in this field. I highly recommend you look. A lot of the work that I do is you know, it, it, a lot based on his, the foundation that he has put down. Um, you know, when the body says no, the cost of hidden stress, that's his book. He basically is that if you have an unconscious strategy to be sick, you're going to uh, you're going to have obstacle, a major obstacle in your healing. In order for you to heal, you must assume a new identity. You must become a different person. And so how do you do that? What are you supposed to do there? Well, I wanted to give you a few signs, three signs that are telltale signs that you need healing from an emotional standpoint. Now, I'm not a Lyme disease specialist. No, I'm not going to tell you what to take, what vitamins, this, that. I'm sure you've gone to all sorts of functional medicine specialists, and I highly recommend you do that. That's a big chunk of your healing depends on making sure you have the right nutrients, you're doing those protocols. But here's the thing they don't tell you. They don't tell you that if you have an unconscious motive to stay stuck and sick, you're not going to get the full healing. That if you haven't dealt with the healing that you really need to do on an emotional level, that you are literally, not literally, you are shooting yourself in the foot with your trajectory of healing. And so I am only interested in the conversation of healing. That's all I care about is healing. Now, this might upset you, and this might not be the community for you. If you're new here and you're coming here like, oh my God, I'm here for some information to help my chronic illness, tell me. And then you hear this and you're like, wait a second, what? I thought I was going to get a bunch of vitamin advice to get my, me through my Lyme disease. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> sorry, hashtag sorry, not sorry. I want to liberate you. I'm not here to disappoint you. I'm here to liberate you. Liberation can happen through the truth, and the truth will set you free, but it might piss you off first, and I'm okay with that. Um, here's, here's how it works, and I'm going to give you the three signs that you need healing, but here's what I want you to I'm going to talk about this again and again, really to hammer home at our overview experience. What I do in, on our workshop is I literally get you through an exercise where you're able to pick apart this drama triangle that you have with your illness okay and here's here's what it is in every conflict you have even if you have a conflict with your illness we do this a lot people who have a conflict with time conflict with diabetes this is one of the one of my um, clients we just did this exercise on diabetes and it's the drama triangle which at the top of the triangle is the perpetrator in this drama triangle. Every conflict that you've ever been through follows this drama triangle where you have a perpetrator, which is um, the tick, okay, or the illness. Let's say it's the tick. Let's say it's the illness, okay. Let's say it's the pain, whatever it is. This is, that's, that's, that's perpetrating you. That's making your life miserable is this controlling oppressive force in your life called the illness or when we're working with people who are going through couple dynamics breakdowns in relationships we go through the exact same cycle so it's interesting to put a, a, a an illness into the face of it so you have the perpetrator you have a victim which is you oh I'm a victim to this illness and then if you have a perpetrator out there and a victim here 
then you're definitely going to need the third part of the drama triangle, which is a savior, fixer, rescuer. Okay? We all unconsciously, in our unconscious relationships, we get into drama triangles, victim, perpetrator, savior triangles. And what happens is when you're trying to rescue someone, just take, take a moment and, and guess. If you have a chronic illness, and chances are you're also a pleaser, people pleaser, and a rescuer, and a fixer too. Don't, I, won't, I won't tell anyone. It's just between you and me. But if you're out there pleasing and fixing someone, right? Truth be told, you can't really fix them. You pleasing someone and fixing them, rescuing them, actually keeps them disempowered rather than empowering them to become their own heroes. You become their pleaser, fixer, rescuer. You can't really fit the bill properly. It's never going to fully work. You then end up feeling unappreciated for your efforts because it's not working, because it really can't work, because you really can't fix or please someone. They can only do it for themselves. You end up feeling unappreciated. Then you get angry and upset, and you become their perpetrator, and then they become the victim. Or what happens is you're pleasing and fixing. They don't appreciate you. They get, they get resentful towards you because you haven't fixed them properly, never adequately. There is never a hero outside of us. Then all of a sudden they get angry and upset and they turn around and they start getting angry with you, become your perpetrator. You're a victim to them. Then all of a sudden you're like, screw you. And then you go back and perpetrate them and now you have this cycle. Welcome to the cycle. That's what happens in relationships. Well, guess what? This happens with health too. We have this big bad illness that we're trying to fight. I get DMs from several um, several people. Hi, thank you. I, I heard your talk at the Lyme Summit. It was amazing. I'm going to fight this thing. And I was just like, oh God, this is this this thing that you have to fight instead of changing a step in the dance of this fight putting the arms putting the guns putting the knives of the fight down and just looking and asking yourself some very very important questions this is the perpetrator you're the victim so i'm gonna need a hero outside of me usually people will message me looking for me to be their hero and here i am telling it to you straight straight shooting there's no one that's gonna rescue you no one is here to save you. There is no outside cure that's going to magically uh, just resolve it. The hero is you. The victim is you. The hero is you. And I'm here to share with you that you are also your worst perpetrator. Let me say that again. Healing happens. Healing can only happen when you stop with this chronic issue and start to look at how you have been your worst perpetrator. And I'm going to give you three signs that you need some healing to do on an emotional level. Is this resonating with you? Is this pissing you off? Let me know what's been, what's been coming up for you. Okay? I'm curious. All I see is silence, so I have no idea. <laughs> so this might piss you off. But please, again, I got to say this again because I know uh, people get easily triggered. This is not your fault. So I'm not blaming you. You're not doing this on purpose. Everything is happening unconsciously. 
You're not perpetrating yourself. Are you saying it's my fault? I got bitten by a tick. Okay, granted, yes, we do have these things happening outside of us. The question is, have you held on to, how long have you held on to this identity? And in order for you to heal, you must be willing to let that identity go. You must be willing to take on a new identity, a new story. By continuously telling that story, you're emotionally engaging in that drama triangle, keeping you stuck, which unconsciously you might be doing it unconsciously to keep you stuck because that's where you're getting love. Now, I don't know you personally. I'm just saying I would see these patterns. And when I would bring it up to patients, they would get up in arms upset. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to work with those people anymore. I want to work with people who are willing to say and be honest and say, I have been my worst perpetrator. Let me explain to you how how that is. So there's three signs that you need healing and I'm going to give those through. Yes, pissing you off. Okay, Candace, I'm giving you big love and I appreciate you being here. And I knew this was going to be difficult for me because it was I was taking a risk by talking because people with chronic illness are, there's a lot of triggers going on and this is probably triggering you. I'm not saying it's your fault. I am saying this is your responsibility. If you're willing to look beyond your pissed off self, because I piss off a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people say, <laughs> one says pissing me off, the other one says preach. I told you, I get this every time. One person says I want to get the fuck out of here, the other one's like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need. So I'm okay pissing you off because the ones that just look beyond their trigger and go, okay, all right. Maybe this I can learn something because this is different than what I've heard before. I'm not here to give you all the same shit you've been digesting before. I'm here to give you something new. This is the missing link. This is why I left full-time chiropractic because I discovered something and here it is. There are three signs that you need emotional healing. And if you just put the label of the chronic th thing aside for a moment and you just, and because you've tried all of that stuff, haven't you? You've done the, the pills. You've done the treatments, you've done the things, you've done the diet. Okay, great. If that's working for you, you have no reason to be listening to this conversation. However, if you would like to heal and you want to be open to a new paradigm, something that I'm taking a big risk in pissing you off, but with a big open heart wanting your healing, there's three signs. Sign number one, and this is also how you perpetrate yourself. This is all how you are your worst perpetrator. And this is whether you have freaking Lyme, whether you have back pain, whether you have anxiety, this is your work to do regardless. So this isn't a treatment for Lyme. Please get that. Is to put the diagnosis and the labels that you've been clinging on to as an identity for so long, just put that away for a moment and look at these three signs independent of any illness that you have or any diagnosis. People cling to these diagnoses. It's helpful. Oh, finally, I know. It feels good. But then it's like, oh, I know what's wrong with me. Oh, it's not my fault. I don't really have to do anything. And it would just be your identity. It's like a permission slip. The diagnosis becomes your permission slip not to do the work, the real work, the work that most people are, are called on to do regardless of diagnosis. And when you do it, your diagnosis goes like this. Your symptoms go like this. When you get this right, your symptoms actually expand. You have a completely soma different somatic experience of life. Number one pattern. 
signs you need healing. Number one, people-pleasing, codependency, self-betrayal. That's sign number one. Overly people-pleasing. Abandoning and betraying yourself consistently, saying yes constantly. This is a form of self-perpetration. Let me know, say amen, if this, uh, if this resonates with you. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Yes, go for it. Candace, love you. Thank you for being here. This is the tough love tough love clan. <laughs> it's pure love though. If you really knew, you just got to know me. If you've been hanging out for a while, you know I'm, I'm, I'm like, my heart's big for this, okay? If you notice yourself people-pleasing constantly, you're codependent. In other words, you live, for, like you don't know who you are. You have enmeshed yourself in another person's uh, emotions constantly. That your emotions are another person's. That another person's upset. You pull yourself in. It's called enmeshment. We talk about this constantly. Uh, and you're betraying yourself consistently in your relationship or with your kids or with your work. Let me know if you can see this to you. Let me know if you can see this. That is a sign that you need healing. Regardless of whatever diagnosis is going on, no doctor can do that for you. This is when you realize by abandoning myself, by not being able to say no, by constantly pleasing others, by not speaking up and learning how to speak your truth. How? By healing the younger part of you that could only get love and support when you were sick. There's a younger part of you that is desperately seeking your attention while you're out there clinging to your diagnosis. That younger part of you is feeling abandoned. That younger part of you just wishes that you would learn how to say no. That younger part of you is, is willing to break everything down in your life and your health so that you could save them. Okay? The tick bit me and moved on. I need to move on too. Sharon, hell yes. Okay, Courtney, yes. Sharon, thank you. Oh, good. See, I'm just getting to know you guys. <laughs> I'm just talking to a camera. I don't see anybody around. So these comments are very helpful for me. Okay, I'm letting me know that this is landing. So if you've been people-pleasing, you've been codependent, you've been betraying yourself in service of approval because by saying no, it's risking what? abandonment it's risking and, and you have found yourself taking on the role of pleasing saving rescuing then chronic illness comes in as a gift to say fuck you start paying attention to me that's what the illness is trying to say we've worked I've worked through this we've had hundreds of, of clients come through and they all come to the same conclusion when we do the overview method on they're like oh my god if it wasn't for this illness, I wouldn't have been able to say no at all. At least this gives me an excuse. This condition is my little thing that I carry with me and say, mm, no, I can't because of this. No, I can't because of this. I have to say no. Or it gives me an excuse not to pursue my dreams. Okay? So if you have been betraying yourself, you've been codependent, pleasing, you are doing a form of perpetration. You are victim to yourself. And regardless of what diagnosis you have, you are responsible. In other words, nobody's going to come to rescue that part. Nobody. I know that sounds sad. I know you're looking for a hero outside of you. I'm a guide. 
I tried to be the hero. I, here's the thing. I tried to be that. I was like, I'm going to be, I just discovered this. I'm going to be a hero to all these people with chronic illness. And then I would see them in my office. I'd be like, oh my God, I figured it out. And I have all this enthusiasm. I'm going to save them. I'm going to save them. I'm going to show them that if they just heal their attachment traumas, if they just go back and rescue their wounded children, and they learn how to increase the capacity of their nervous system, learn how to get into their bodies, learn how to find their authentic truth, learn how to discover their purpose, stop going around in a fucking hamster wheel trying to trying to manage symptoms and put their focus entirely in healing not a condition not an identity that you've made because of this thing i just wanted to say this so much i wanted to pull my hair out and scream that's why i left full-time chiropractic because i didn't want to work with those people anymore i wanted to only work with people that went that heard me speak and said what you're saying really makes sense my doctors haven't told me. Of course they haven't because to keep you stuck on a label keeps them in their hero position, keeps you stuck on their medications, keeps you stuck in the system. There's no empowerment then. You are a victim to a tick bite. You are a victim to this diagnosis and you're going to need me for the rest of my life. This is one of the things, one of, my, uh, one of our clients, Omar, he was 12 years on medication for anxiety with his psychiatrist. He, he's in this businessman in Ethiopia. Just to show you, this businessman in Ethiopia, English is pretty good. It's not perfect, but reached out and he said, my psychiatrist, I asked my psychiatrist, when am I done this program? Pills and all that. And the psychiatrist laughed and said, never. <laughs> never. And he was like, what? So when he met me, he was used to being told by a psychiatrist that he was going to have anxiety, health anxiety for the rest of his life. And so all we did was we did the work. He jumped into our program. I worked with him one-on-one. -on -one. He came to the overview experience. He did the breath work. He's been doing the work with us, engaged in the conversation. He had childhood traumas when he was eight years old. He was a child soldier. His father died when he was 12. He was bullied when he was uh, 18 years old. He was uh, bullied and had shame. He was carrying around all this shame, and he never really dealt with that. He just talked about the symptoms of anxiety. What we actually did was I said, you don't have a condition and you don't need to be on a protocol because a, 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 a savior with a white coat told you. I explained to him this triangle and uh, he was like, okay. So we went into the business of healing his eight-year-old self, his 12-year-old self, his 18-year-old self and reconnected with parts of him and learned the tools to self-regulate. And guess what? Within six, within a year, no, within a year, he was completely, 12 years on medication, 12 years. He reported on one of our events just a couple months ago, he goes, I'm off of all medications. And recently, because of the coronavirus, something shitty happened in his business where he was like really upset again. It's like business just got stopped because of coronavirus. And he was like, hmm, sad and stuff. He was like, maybe I should go back on these pills. And he was like, wait a second. I'm not ill. I don't have anxiety. I'm just going through stress. I'm going to use those tools. And he shared that this was his conversation. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go back to that. I'm actually going to self do, be, stay true to me as, as a self-healer. It was beautiful because he got out of that system of perpetrator, which is illness, victim, which is you, and then you need a hero outside of you. I'm here to tell you the hero is within. Okay. Okay. 
if pleasing doesn't land. Okay, good one. Number one. Number two, number two uh, pattern, signs you need healing. Pattern of people pleasing, codependency, self-betrayal. Number two, you become easily triggered, easily triggered, lose your shit, and then turn around and become ashamed of your behavior. It's like this drama, this kind of like drama emotional addiction cycle. You have this emotional addiction cycle of getting triggered to feel alive. Then, because I talked about this just the yesterday or the day before, then all of a sudden you have this emotional outburst. You feel alive for a moment and then you feel this shame afterwards. And then you have this dissociation. And then all of a sudden, the only way to start feeling again is to get triggered into some sort of a drama. You start to digest content that triggers you. And so if you get triggered consistently and you're constantly finding yourself in this cycle and you're just activated down, activated down in this like bipolar kind of condition, there is a healing of an old wound that needs to happen. That's the second pattern. All right. And pattern number three is you feel stuck and not able to move forward and create the life you desire. Whenever I feel stuck, I know in that moment I am, it's, a, it's, a, it's an unresolved trauma. There's an old wound there. And so what I've done, because I realized that, I tried to find the best of the best cognitive-based and somatic-based tools to go into the body and to actually uncover what this trigger is really about, this stuckness, this trigger, this pattern that I'm going through is not about right now. It's about an old, younger part of me that I have forgotten and abandoned that's now showing up, but I don't have the tools. I didn't have the tools to be able to process those feelings, feel them fully, rescue and reparent that inner child. And so by taking each trigger and learning how to go into, not away from and run away from and dissociate from, but actually go into the feelings, go into the body, go into the pain, we're able to actually heal. That younger part of you that was pleasing, that younger part of you that only got attention when you got sick, that younger part of you that had to put on a mask in order to get their needs met. Those, if you were to only, over the next three months, six months, year, rest of your life, truthfully, if I can be honest, there's all, you gotta be willing to use whatever triggers as an opportunity to go inside. You gotta use each trigger as healing to, to, to be able to alchemize the trigger and turn it into healing. This is the path, this is the way forward. If you were to just put aside, like keep doing all of your vitamins and your nutrients and all of that stuff, but really just go all in with focusing on healing those attachment wounds, those patterns of people-pleasing, codependency, self-betrayal, uh, those triggers that keep coming up. You know, in, in our overviews, in our workshops, we ask, what is, the, what is the trigger? Where is it coming from? Today, we're going to find out the source of it. And in our online programs, we just teach you how to become skilled at taking something, like any conflict that you're facing, turn it into deeper self-love and deeper intimacy with others. So in other words, I'm kind of embarrassed to, to say this, but when you learn how to do relationships right by learning how to heal the relationship with yourself, 
whatever condition that you're dealing with, would you not agree, would actually symptomatology would go down, if not in remission. Just spoke to a client today. Guess what? She had multiple sclerosis before she started. MS. Her relationship also happened to be in shambles. There was infidelity and there was they were stuck and she was dealing with this chronic illness. Now, by the time she reached us, she already did all the nutrients, all the exercise, and she was now ready to face her shit. She's like, I'm dealing with this stuff. It's sending me on a healing journey, I'm doing all of the outside things, the vitamins, the, all of that, but I know that there's some stuff in our relationship that hasn't been dealt with, and it's not coming from just right now, and so I'm ready. And so that was like a couple of years ago, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. And she messages me today, and I just got on a call with her, uh, Melissa, and she just, it was her and her husband and with these big smiles on their faces, and she's like, I just wanted to say thank you. Why? Because I've now fully healed. Our relationship is so much better, and I'm now leaving teaching. This coronavirus thing set me up. I've gone extra education for business and all of that, and I'm going to become... I'm going to become a sex and love coach. Interesting. She took this challenge in her relationship, used that to heal, and then it became her purpose. And that, my friend, is the path. Can you take what you're going through? Could it be related to the parents' behaviors too? Of course, Aditi, it is always uh, how to come out of pleasing people. Yeah, that's the work. This is what we do. I feel guilty all the time. Kathy, guilt is self-attack. So people who feel guilty all the time because of the things they've done in their past and it's unresolved, what ends up happening is they're big on autoimmune disorders, I've noticed. People big on autoimmune disorders are holding on to unresolved guilt. Think about that. What is guilt? It's a self-attack. So when you have an autoimmune disorder, it is a, it's a, the body's way of distracting yourself from the pain of the guilt. You can now go, oh, I have an autoimmune disorder now that I'm dealing with. This is what I would see constantly in my practice. I'm dealing with this autoimmune disorder. Can you help me with autoimmune? I'd be like, yeah. How? What's your approach? By not focusing on autoimmune and talking about what the fuck is making you feel so goddamn guilty about yourself. And that's when the tears... <laughs> They start getting into tears. I'm like, your doctor never told you about that, did they? But, And they're like, oh my God, this totally makes sense. So this is not what the medical system would be giving you. What I'm giving you is not like what you're going to be fed from your medical doctor. You've already been fed that. I'm here to give you some- You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired, to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between 
listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Something different. I'm here to give you personal responsibility. And here's the problem. 90% of people are like, forget it. Because it's too painful to go there and deal with that. Kathy, it's easier to just not deal with the guilt rather than actually learn how to process it properly. Reminds me of Pam, who we're helping her untangle from her relationship in her marriage. And she's been t together with him for 15 years, still with him, because she couldn't handle the guilt of leaving. She, it was totally not the right relationship for them. There was all this infidelity and she was ready to move on. But she couldn't because of the her un, her inability to process guilt so how do you how do you deal with that could it be related to the parents it is you've been learned you've been learning behaviors and how to deal with emotions from your parents you haven't learned how to process them this is education that you must receive this is this is something that is worth investing in learning because your health your life your freedom it all depends on it you know we all do these vision boards of what we want to create in our lives, all the nice vacations, the homes, the cars, whatever, but never do we put a healthy regulated nervous system on our vision board. I've never seen that before, a healthy regulated nervous system. I don't see that on a vision board, but without a healthy regulated nervous system, you can't freaking enjoy all of that amazing stuff on your vision board when you receive it. So when you make that your priority, healing that nervous system, healing that younger self, the wounded child within you that is still at the effect of the traumas from your parents that didn't even start with your parents, you now have a say in your own healing. You become the hero. You become cause of its transformation and this is what becoming trigger proof is all about taking that space between stimulus and response when somebody triggers you and going inside instead of reacting and finding that younger part of you that's actually been affected and healing that and bringing that with you that interaction with you and through that interaction it gives you the exact message that you need in this moment I love teaching it Essentially, your work, what is it? Is to return to get access back to the part of you that you abandoned a long time ago in service of approval of others. Does this make sense? I hear I'm oversensitive all the time. No, you're not oversensitive. You have wounds that haven't been healed. And so the people around you feel like they can't say something without a reaction because of your unresolved wounds. And yes, it has to do with parents. Uh, and if you need help, make sense, I need help. Yes, here's the last part. You can't do this alone. I've had so many of my clients go, oh my God, I thought I can do this by watching your videos. I thought, oh, he's got a free YouTube channel. Why don't I do this? I've been watching YouTube. I've been doing podcasts. Nothing's really landing. And that's because podcasts and this video is fantastic. It's going from unconscious to conscious, but you actually have to be guided. Gosh, I didn't do this alone. I didn't get to my to this point where I'm able to have healthy relationships alone. I needed help. And so we're here. That's what this is all about. And I'm just going to leave a um, thing here. www. If you need help, drnema.com. Uh, 
discovery there is a link i just sent if you really are serious about healing this fill out that application right there you don't remember your young self exactly here's the thing that's another part of it a lot of people say that dr nima but i don't remember my young self i don't have memories of childhood and that makes sense for you want to know why because when we experience so much hurt and so much trauma that we don't know what to do to process it we actually dissociate from our bodies about 50 to 75 percent of people who reach out tell me the same thing they say i don't dr nima i'd love to come and help i'd love to come and heal this but i don't remember anything from childhood i'm like don't worry we have just the thing that helps uncover it and it takes time you got to be willing to walk the walk um Dr. Shefali Sabari, who talks about being a conscious parent, says that it takes between one to two years to really heal the relationship with your younger self. And we notice this. Clients that work with us for three months are like, they go from completely detached and dissociated to feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting it. After six months, they're like, I'm on fire. After one year, they're off their medications. Kim Gilmore Beard, who's now uh, one of my uh, one of the people in our, um, uh, she's the community manager. She was on anxiety medication for 25 years. Went to every doctor, tried everything. I was just on a call with her today. She was like, "I can't believe I'm just such a different person." And the only way that I did that was I had to let go of the diagnoses that other people told me and actually heal those wounds, even the parts of me that I didn't remember. And so this was the only thing that worked for her. And she told me she goes, um, "She pray- this is what she said. She prayed for a solution. And when I came, she found me through Melissa Ramos's group where she was part of that." She said, when you came, I was like, it can't be him. (laughs) And it's like, no, I'm not, I wasn't your hero. I basically, she, after she did one overview session, she was like, I could fly again. She couldn't actually get into airplanes. And after one healing, we didn't even deal with anxiety. We went back and healed the four-year-old part of her that was sexually abused by a family member. Healing that was she was able to get on an airplane afterwards because she let go of the resentment that that was in her body oftentimes these illnesses chronic illnesses are a are a dissociation are a distraction for resentment for guilt Kathy if you have been feeling guilt all this time I don't know you personally I've seen your name on a lot of my content because you've probably been following me maybe three or four years I don't know if you're from Melissa's group as well but I guarantee you that your health if you've been feeling guilty all the time your body will break down as a result of that and there's no pill for that what pill or treatment can be solved by a problem caused by unresolved guilt so I left my chiropractic practice I didn't want to deal with chronic patients like that I wanted to actually give them true healing so I put a huge boundary around my time I said I only want to work with those that are actually ready to jump in and say I'm ready to go all in in the healing and so fill out that form if if you want help if you're looking you I'm not saying you have to choose me because I might trigger you and say oh this guy's a jerk or whatever it is that's fine <laughs> maybe that should be the reason why you should do it actually this reminds me Laura was like I've been avoiding you all this time because you reminded me of my ex-husband he's Persian as well and he was abusive and so I was like I didn't want to have anything to do with you because you reminded me of him and then I turned to her and I go that's exactly why you got to that's exactly why you got to work with me because I remind you of him I am him 
I'm, the, I'm that abusive ex that you had. If you truly want to heal and transcend him, then you got to actually face your trigger. She jumped all in. That was three months ago. Her anxiety is down. She no longer picks at her skin, and she's healed the relationship with her ex. And her kids' anxiety, who used to bite their nails, they've stopped too. So when you take on this work, I want you to understand, you're breaking the cycle. Because if you, if you have, I, this is what I've noticed as, as far as a cycle goes with chronic illness. When you have this chronic illness and you are broken down, your children don't feel seen and heard by you. You then, uh, you then create a, a family of people who have to put their needs aside, don't feel seen and heard, and have to take care of this sick individual, which is how the cycle happens. We call it genetics, but now the child doesn't feel seen and heard because the parent is in is in distress kind of like when you were a child does that make sense is this resonating i've seen this pattern again and again and again and my job is to wake you up wake you up from the from the diagnosis and just say it's not been your fault nothing is your fault you had no idea there was no fault of your own in fact it wasn't even your parents fault because that's how the cycles happen it didn't start with you but it can end with you and I only want to talk to the people. I'm only opening up my energy space for people not wanting to dump on their story, but are saying, look, I get that this has been my story. I'm ready to change the story. I don't want to just dump it for the sake of emotional dumping. This has been really draining. In fact, I've been really, really uh, triggered and resentful and pissed off over the last week because of so many people reaching out and, and just going through all of this story with zero ability, uh, inclination, or desire to invest in a solution. They just wanted to dump. And I just, because of the hero rescuer in me, I want to be there. And then now I'm pissed off. I feel victimized by these perpetrators. <laughs> I get angry. I feel like I'm a victim. And then I had to kind of go in and do my own work. I had to take my own medicine and then see that there's a lot of people hurting right now. And I'm not the hero. I'm a guide, and I only want to talk to those who are swimming towards me. When you have, when you have a, a, a crisis going on, and there is an emergency ambulance services, and there is like a pandemic of, of catastrophe happening, and you are in the uh, rescue operation, you're an ambulance, you're a Coast Guard, whatever, you could, your work, the, the, the rule of thumb is you only save those that are swimming towards you because not everyone is, and I get that. Some of you are going to, I would say there's a 90-10%. I'm, I'm thinking it'll be 80-20. There'll be 20% that are like, 80% of you listening are going to be like, eh, he's full of shit. That's fine. I'm just going to keep going. Maybe do go to my therapist and just keep telling my story. And this is too uncomfortable. He's pissing me off. I don't want to do it. The other part of the the 20% that I want to talk to, that, that I will open up my, my, my uh, we will, we, me and my team will open up the space for are the 20% that are like, I'm tired of my story. I'm ready to take responsibility. I've been doing everything that I can. I've been doing all of the things except this one thing is by healing that younger part of myself. And it's time because I don't have much time. I'm 44 years old, and if I were to go 95 years old till till I die, that leaves 
this many years and I calculated 18,000 days. 18,000 and some odd days left. That's how many days you have left. Take your age, subtract it from 95, multiply it by 365, and now you have the number of days you have left on this planet. I have planet Earth right there. You get to choose how those days are going to be. End of story. We all start from a place of the cards that were dealt. But if we don't have the proper guidance and help to come back and heal ourselves and become self-healers, we're always looking for heroes outside of us. And I'm here to share the truth. Uh, yes, I'm gonna feel like I'm in a similar relationship. How to break the pattern. How to break the pattern by healing those, those wounds. How to break the pattern by rescuing that inner child. You're like, how, how? By getting guidance and help and going back and digging up those old traumas, learning how to take a trigger and turning it into self-love. This is exactly what our programs, everything that we have. The first place, uh, just definitely, if you're ready, jump in, click on that link and say, I'm ready. Send me a message or if you have any other questions, go ahead. I want you to think of three or four people that you know that really need to hear this message and I want you to invite them into this group and tag them in this video and let me know what your greatest takeaway is. And also look at the top of the um, banner, Facebook banner, uh, and you'll see our two dates of our events coming up. August 16th in Vancouver, at it's 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. So wherever time that is for you, it's, it's posted up there. We have the breathwork and badassery. So it's a inner child meditation with breathwork where I teach you how to breathe. How, how do you break the pattern? You have to start with your breath. How do you break the pattern? By going from unconscious to conscious, by getting, by having a program, by having a, uh, a helper, a guide, walk you through it by investing in a solution. That's how you break the pattern. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time and you have to rewire your entire nervous system and we go through that thing. And yes, you will repeat the pattern. You definitely will repeat the pattern if you don't wake up to this. And this is what I'm here to do is to wake you up to that. So here's the link uh, for, there's a link that I'm gonna put in for the breath work. Definitely come. It's only 20 bucks and that's the beginning of the process. You get to learn, you get to listen, you get to understand where these wounds come from. You get to connect with your younger parts that you forgot were there. And you start to unravel the guilt. And dare I say it, you get to heal. So let me know if this, uh, is it online too? Yes, it's all online, Adil, uh, Aditi. Uh, it's all, everything is online. So it's on Zoom, uh, go ahead and, and uh, click that link and then definitely jump into our breath work. We have space, it's for my, all of my, my tribe, my community, but I open up about 40 spaces, 50 spaces I'm opening up for people outside of my community to come in and people have already been jumping in. You've, many of you have already uh, signed up and registered. It is probably one of the most transformative uh, events of your life and it's all learning how to breathe and I guide you into an inner child meditation so it's a good start that'd be a great place to start and I'm going to uh, yeah uh, Kathy go ahead and 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 click that and I've seen your name quite a bit so I know you've been following me quite quite a bit and you're a homeopath so you're a healer and so we we all are responsible for healing our own wounds but not 
outside. I know you've been doing homeopathic. This is not a homeopathic thing. This is you go right inside and, and, and deal with it. You you become the hero, not some pill outside of you. That's that's the missing link. And I love sharing that. And so follow the links in the comments section. I'm going to leave the link for the breath work and we'll see you there. Let me know if you have any questions and I'll keep posting each and every day with more content.